Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 258. I'm your host, David Palermo, with our friendly pal, Ben Gramado. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, this is called Bean Counting Beans, okay? And what that means in the fucking title, I don't know where the money came from. This is my Monopoly money the whole time. I'm like, dude, Bean's got no money. You know, two years ago, people were telling me, oh, Bean is just, dude, he's got so much money in the cat. Don't worry about it. And just like, okay, Trent Murphy, okay, Sorrow Too Late, okay, Cutting Talent. I was pissed for years, but I will say, and then we'll dive into it. This will be episode three since the free agency Monday. I mean, legal tampering period that's been fucking nuts of last week. And um, for me, been very hard on Brandon Bean. But I saw him on the Pat McAfee show. And with the transactions he's been making, I've been telling myself, Ben, it's funny money. I don't give a fuck. I guess it just happens. And he does things differently. And when I heard that the way he acquires players is he'll have five guys uh, or have I have one guy scout five teams and their social media, and I thought that was really interesting how he goes about it. Um, I've been very critical about the draft pick development, but this year for them to identify their needs of bringing back the dogs between Jordan Phillips, who I thought was a great waiver wire pickup, which you would have been stupid if you didn't pick him up because he was a second round pick, and the Bills happened to be in the spot to get him in that waiver wire year. So I mean, yes, you can give Brandon Bean credit, but you would almost be a dumbass not to bring him in on your fucking team because that's how much of a monster he was in game one he fucking balled out well after he did that here you know he ended up getting paid same with Shaq Lawson and um I was listening to Eric Wood talk today on the show podcast with uh Ryan Talbot who's the other guy on there with him I'm blowing this right now but um he was mentioning how Shaq Lawson stoked to be back in Buffalo so um Brandon Bean identified the problems you know we need a guard. Got saffled immediately. Aaron Cromer is going to be a whole podcast within itself because I think Aaron Cromer is the most important part of the offseason besides this defensive line makeover, bring the dogs back, bring it back, punching people in the mouth. That's what I like. Um, to you, Ben, um, what are you thinking here? What do you yeah. got? Mad transactions? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, this has been an absolutely crazy free agency. I mean, the Raiders, the Broncos, I mean, that division has seen quite a bit of movement. Of, of course, Deshaun Watson going to the Browns and I Indy, they they got their quarterback too and, and Matty Ice. So the AFC is going to be crazy. But in that movement in the AFC West, we saw Tyreek Hill, probably the Chiefs' biggest X factor, and uh, the biggest problem, the Bills' defense against Kansas City, the last two playoff matchups, uh, he was shipped out of KC, and he was sent to the Bills' division rival Miami. So that's going to kind of be significant for two different reasons. One, obviously, Mahomes misses his best weapon. I mean, Kelsey's an amazing tight end, but what Tyreek Hill uh, brings is, is just so different. We go back to the Bills divisional playoff game when they were up late in the game. Hill took that pass 60 yards and the Chiefs took the lead. The Bills scored again, but we go back to 13 seconds, you know, that 13 seconds. And I think we'll always like pick that up sequence of plays apart and like overanalyze it. But if we're being, if we're being honest, 
the whole reason the Bills are playing such a, co- a soft coverage scheme is because of Tyreek Hill. They knew what he can do when he has a football. So that's going to be big when, when the Bills play the Dolphins. But, of course, they don't have the quarterback that the Chiefs have. So for the Bills, when they play the Chiefs again, that's something that they don't have to worry about. I mean, the Chiefs picked up Juju, but Juju Smith-Schuster is just not on Tyreek Hill's level. So crazy free agency. And uh, just what the Bills have, have been doing, I think is are just really solidifying uh, their place in the AFC. And, you know, they have the quarterback. And what Bean is doing is he's just making it so the draft, we can go out and he can get the best player available when the Bills pick. Because last year, a lot of people wanted a running back and we ended up getting a pass rusher and we end up doubling down on pass rush in that draft uh, with Boogie Basham in the second round. And we signed Von Miller. So, I mean, that rules out pass rusher this draft. We There's a couple different places we can go. But I think with the Tyreek uh, move to the Dolphins, I think it's pretty clear cut that corner is something that hasn't been addressed yet that needs to be addressed. So, man, you want uh, not a lot of spots, but so I'm going to go in reverse order here. But I forgot what you just said. But what did you just say? What was the last point? Um, I think Tyreek Hill to the the Dolphins kind of makes the need for corner a little more important. Okay, so corner was a need. Speed. Corner was a need the entire time, and um, it's been a need. Um, we found out you were saying on the phone to me yesterday that Cole Beasley left because of the fans. Um, I think that's the same reason that Levi Wallace left for I well, heard similar money. Well, so I, I would be I'll, betting. I'll stop you right there because I think, uh, and this is, goes back to something we'll we'll talk about in a little bit, but in Bean's presser last week, he said if J.D. McKissick didn't bail on them, they would have uh, offered something to Levi. So, but, so I think that was part of it was the Bills never even offered him anything. And McKissick, if McKissick didn't screw them, he probably would have been said he would have offered what the Steelers offered offer them to Levi, but uh, I mean, it's a thing, dude. You know, man. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm not in the I think the, room. I don't know what goes on. I, with him. I think Let's the just, Bills need 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 a corner. Even they, if they did bring back Levi Wallace, they still yeah, need a corner. Yeah, Trey White's going to be out for a bit, and the thing is, is um, right now you I, just got Dane Jackson there, basically. That's it. Right. So. Here's what I'm getting at is I started off the show talking about being Brandon Beans, my favorite offseason of him so far. And frankly, that's because his drafts don't make sense to me. Um, His approach doesn't make sense to me. Um, Last year, just a bunch of DNs. The year before that, you know, just. I mean, he got stuff on Diggs the year before that. So, yeah, I, I get all that. But we're still building a team. And right. to have an offensive line that looks like it's rocket science to get together, you can't. We can't just scapegoat fucking the coaches at, at a certain point. Okay. Now, what I'm getting at is my man ultimate team is fire. Okay. I've had Saffold for a while, and uh, at my left guard spot, he learned under Cromer. It's going to be great. They're, he's going to be able to teach the stuff. And Eric Wood commented as well how much Cromer he was playing his best football under Cromer, you know. And I and I was very vocal Ben and and today like 
he needs to be the one coach you retain. Uh, of all guys at Rex had, you got to bring Cromer back. And then Eric made me aware that, like, he was able to adjust and do more of his own technique in L.A. and stuff, Aaron Cromer. And I thought that was really cool when he was with the Rams. I didn't know that. This is way over my fucking head. So, um, for me, the Bills, you know, we had to fall back a Felton. They were playing power football. And just the fact that I feel like Cromer is going to be able to work with the attributes that guys have, which was our favorite part about Chan Gailey, which is, I don't care, Stevie, what you do, just get to the spot on time. You know, like, that's where we need you. Okay, sick. You know, and that's, um, you should really check it out. It's a shout podcast. And uh, the latest one, and Eric Woods on there, and he breaks it down on how he just works within the technique you already have. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, I, I feel that there's so much going on. And I have a theory in the draft that once it's always lying season in sports, but when it's a hundred out of a hundred lying season in sports, it's going to be right after um, the Super Bowl or or your team loses. Okay, mm-hmm. their last game. That's going to be lying season. So what right. I'm trying to tell you is, it seems like cornerback is one position that they have not talked about in the draft. I think people like that. It's down, but I, I would say this. Um. I feel with football and drafts, the reason I'm very hard on general managers is you know your holes. Right. And you also know that you have a system you're running, okay? And that rounds one through three are starters, day one, okay? And Hopefully day one. Obviously. Right. But that comes down to the general manager understanding the system that coach is running, obviously, which hopefully they do, which you would assume maybe – so what I'm getting at is every position of need, there should be a top four to five that actually fall to you anywhere in a draft in the top three rounds. You know, it's like there has to be a defensive back that can slide in between rounds one and three for one that will drop to the Bills that can play in their system, okay, and adapt. That's, you know, that's a thing. It doesn't have to be a quote-unquote developmental dude. For all we know, Tremaine Evans could get traded or something could, wild could happen where Brandon Bean works out some but thing. But if, if like, you trade Tremaine Edmonds, then we have to probably replace him with a rookie middle linebacker in the draft. I'm just saying, who knows, bro, how the draft is going to fall, okay? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, wide receiver is, too, because when we, when we you know, bring up Tyreek Hill – the Bills still have to extend Stephon Diggs, and Diggs is getting up there in age, and we see the money that receivers are getting thanks to Christian Kirk destroying the receiver market, signing that big deal with Jacksonville. But you see what the Raiders are giving Devontae. You see what the Dolphins are just signed Tyreek to. So do the Bills good, get good. to a point where, you know, Diggs is asking for a crazy contract and – the Bills need the money other places. Does Bean maybe invest an early pick in a wide receiver? Because when you have Josh Allen, I mean, yes, it's great to have Stephon Diggs, but we saw what Gabriel Davis did in that playoff game, and that basically just you know shattered all you know everything about you need a number one receiver. It's it's all the the quarterback, and I think even this year, I mean, I 
Devonte Adams is great, but I think a lot of people are kind of uh, over, you know, shooting how much that Rodgers is going to miss him. Rodgers is still an amazing quarterback, and I think Josh Allen is that type of quarterback. But I think it's a little different of a scenario where you're the Chiefs because I think Hill is such a big part of that offense with all the different looks he gives them, you know, versus, you know, with Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, who I'm not saying Diggs is replaceable, but you get to a point where he's asking for all this money and the bills of other positions. If you can get someone like Jamison Williams in the draft, who educate the listeners a... or your stupid host, me, who the yeah. hell these people are, because yeah, since J- you're going like you're going, bro, you're going like all over the place. No, no, no. So, uh, yeah, no, because... no, you're good. I mean, Jamison Williams, I mean, one of the best hold, hold... wide receivers in college football. Well, hold on one sec. So the Bills brought in Jamison Crowder, right? So yeah. the Bills might want to draft a guy for receiver. Stefan Diggs is still under contract. You know what I mean? And like Gabriel Davis, I don't think it's something to even look after. But if we were to look after a couple guys that you think fit after the Crowder pickup for, for people who don't know, I loved him in fantasy football for years. He he gets targets. You know, he gets targets. We've had 100 targets last year. So, Ben, give me um maybe two or three guys at receiver that you think fit the bills that, that you think would be good value to get ahead of and why do you have any off the top you I have mean, one jameson williams he's he hurt his he busted his legs in the or his knee in the college football playoff game but that should drop his stock because williams is the type of guy you just think of kind of like jerry judy but with way more explosive uh, ability and almost like Tyreek Hill, kind of like Jalen Waddle. He just has the game-breaking speed ability uh, that you want and also polished wide receiver. I also like Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. He put up massive numbers. He's very quick, you know, maybe not as fast as Williams, but he also is very big for a receiver, so – I think he's like 6'2", 6'3", maybe. But if, if you pair someone like him across from uh, a Gabe Davis, you're giving opposing defenses two matchup nightmares when you have two big uh, wide receivers who can run routes like that and are quick. So, so Chris Olav, too, from uh, – or Olave from uh, Ohio State. But I don't think he'll probably be there when the Bills pick. But What's some intriguing size? options. Um I think I think he's a, a little smaller, six uh, one I, I believe. Let me let me see though. Which would be an inch shorter than Lashawn McCoy. I believe Lashawn McCoy is six two. I can't believe that. Six one. No, Lashawn McCoy wasn't six two, was he? I swear to God, yeah. I could be wrong. Tell me he's five ten. I'm just gonna leave the room. <laughs> Does he... Five eleven. Fuck, really? I swear. I mean, I, I never thought Shady Yo, was Yo, is that man in line to me? I could be just lying to myself here. Yeah, you probably are. But oh, uh, corner is a is a big need, too. I mean, I don't think they'll go defensive line unless that player from Georgia falls to them. But I still think there's more pressing needs to this team than if they go defensive first line round ben. defensive lineman oh i know how happy you're gonna ben, be if I'm they draft the like, first rounder i'm gonna become a fan of an underdog team called the patriots okay the patriots <laughs> yeah i'm gonna become a patriots fan they go d-line promise 
right? Promise. You're going to choose the worst team to become a fan of, though, because the Yeah, don't do super shit in the draft, and you won't lose a diehard, okay? Bro, you want to talk about bad drafting? Bill Belichick, awful drafter. Tell me any of his great or good draft picks recently. Great coach, but man, he is not a good drafter. And tell me how we've seen like the softest defense ever in our fucking life last year. Who the Patriots? The Bills. When they allowed forty-seven points in a playoff game. Yo, bro. I'm just saying that defensive line. Did they have D lineman last year? At Oliver had was playing out of his mind last well, few games, but like last in, five games, but like they brought in two defensive line or. Technically, three defensive linemen uh, because, you know, Miller will probably be more of like a, a, a defensive end. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm saying, I mean, that that staff is still there, okay? And Bill Belichick has been proven to be the greatest coach alive. I'm a fan of, of, of coaching, okay? So, I'm just saying if the Bills go D-line, I might have to rethink my options towards Boston. Okay? And it's yeah. technically not Boston, but here's what I'm getting at is I find it a little funny that cornerback isn't really being talked about and the Bills like to do quiet shit. Like, I mean, don't talk about Von Miller till we signed. Do love we that. really? Is it really Dude, that big of a corner market need though? Res- hold, on, hold on, real quick, real quick. If you're talking impact on the team, you don't need a fucking receiver in the first round. That's, that's horseshit. I, I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I'm just saying like I'm I'm saying that could be the thinking. I'm not saying we should because me personally, I would not be a fan of receiver first pick. I mean, I think receiver first pick. I mean, don't get me wrong, that could be a a sleepy pick or like a sneaky pickup. Uh, if they're able to get like an elite receiver and have all these great pass catchers when you have OJ Howard, but. When the defense has holes, you already have Josh Allen and all these great weapons. Get another corner. I mean, I think that should be – I wouldn't even mind if the Bills doubled up on corners in the draft. I was going to say, if you want to fucking moneyball me with that shit, do that. Uh, one and two. Get, Let's get corners get, one and two and then maybe get a guard in, in round three. I think corner and guard are the two so, uh, most pressing yo. needs now because we go into the – uh, season right now with Cody Ford locked into the right uh, starting right guard spot, and that just cannot happen. Okay, follow me here. So there could be hope on Cody Ford. We've I've been th- saying that for the last none, three years, though. And we have, and we have. And, and what's the this difference, Cromer? This is where I give the people who hate Bobby Johnson a nod, okay? And... It was his first time, again, a first-time fucking O-line coach with the best quarterback arguably in the league. Oh, let's fucking do that. Okay, I mean, it did work. And then before that, who'd you have? Some dog shit and Juan Castillo. Juan, <laughs> Juan Castillo. Bullshit. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. That was McDermott's first offensive hire. So that's why, like, I've been pissed, and I don't, like, care to fucking pander and blow these guys in one bill drives. That side of the media department wants a guy. Like, yo. Call me, uh, David Numbillsan at gmail.com. Uh, or no, actually, David Numbillsan.com. Um, but we can get you an email because we can pretend to be big dogs. But uh, what I'm getting at is, uh, Ben, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do in the draft, but I'll tell you overall, I lost track. So if you remember where we are, you can go. But, um, I really do want to talk about 
Crowder. I think that was a good pickup. Cole Beasley bounced. He was saying about the fans. I uh, love Cole Beasley and everything he did for the team. And much respect. Um, so with the Jets, he was a very uh, – he was the most consistent player. Yeah, um, their most consistent receiving weapon. And he had to deal with – Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco starting some games. Josh mm-hmm. Johnson, I think, had one start. Uh, he also, you know, and then this year, Zach Wilson, terrible. I mean, he was a rookie first time. He had, a, he had, yo, he had some, they had some, I mean, they had some injuries, bro. On the well, no, 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 no. I'm not going to write off Zach Wilson based off of his rookie season when he had a first time offensive coordinator, uh, first time head coach, and, uh, you know, not a really great offensive skill, uh, you know, good set of offensive skill positions around him besides Crowder. I mean, Elijah Moore uh, was was decent. Jets don't really have a great running game, don't have a great tight end. But, I mean, Jamison Crowder dealt with some different quarterbacks. I mean, Mike White, too. I mean, there's a play. I think it was the uh, season opener of the 2020 season. Uh, I, I was just watching a highlight. The Bills were up 21 to three and like Crowder took like a slant, like 70 yards to the house from Darnold. He beat like the entire Bills uh, defense out. And the thing is, we don't see Cole Beasley make those type of plays. I mean, I love Cole. Cole is a really gritty, really tough player. He's not going to get you the yards after the catch. I hate to say it in his defense over the last two years. But, but that's what I'm playing. saying. That's the an extra dimension that, well, bro, that, that Crowder he, brings to you. He's been playing through injuries too in Cole's defense. Broken leg, fucked up ribs. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but like, in Cole's prime in, in Dallas, he was never a guy to, to take right, a play like that. Right, so right. So that's the he, thing. I mean, you lose a Cole Beasley, but when but Crowder can add a different dimension to this offense if he can stay healthy. And this is his, this and that is was his a first, big issue with him with the Jets. It's his first free agent contract, too. He's twenty eight. So second. is it a second? Yeah, he was drafted by Washington. He set their rookie uh, receiving I'm record so retarded. his rookie season. Okay. Yeah, he was a weapon. I thought he was drafted a Jet, dude. Nah, no he shit. used to play for the Redskins back when they were the Redskins. Yeah, I called it the Foreskins. I don't acknowledge that name at all. The Washington football idiots. <laughs> and now no, I don't commanders. like their new team. The Commanders. How I, much of a slap in the face is that name? The Commanders. The I mean, honestly, I like the football team more. I mean, I could have dealt with the football team. So, real quick, back on Crowder, um, let's break that down. Um, maybe I'll go on pro football reference. So, he was, so he must have been a late-round draft pick if it's he a second He was a uh, fourth-round draft pick. Okay, so that's he why it's a short contract. He was taking the same year that Diggs was. I think he was, like, maybe, like, uh, he, was, he wasn't that far behind Diggs. Or, he, yeah, he was drafted behind Diggs, but... Or no, I think Diggs was fifth round that year, and he was fourth round. So there's, I saw there's like a list of receivers drafted between uh, Diggs and Crowder, but I mean both of them were day three draft picks when they were, uh, and it would have been probably what 2014, 2015 draft. Okay. Uh, um. That makes sense. Um, it's just, I feel like I've had him in fantasy for like three years. I mean, on the, on, on the, Jets. On the Jets. He was on the Jets for for the last, I think, three. I think he's been on the Jets 
for three years or maybe four. No shit. And what's weird is on the Bills website, they don't show any transactions. Bills website is always like super slow to like announce. Yeah, stuff. that's same by with, design. Same with the app. That's by design, bro. All right. So ESPN has it. Yeah. All right. So. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on Duke Johnson? Duke Johnson. Bill signed Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson? Yeah. Um, he's not J.D. McKissick, unfortunately. Of course. I, Do you want to break down to the crowd what happened with McKissick with Bean? Just give it like a 10-second paraphrase and hit back on Yeah, Duke this Johnson is going to because... be uh, more than 10 seconds. But basically, cool. according to Bean uh, and his presser, this is just going to be extremely condensed. But Bill's had a deal in place. Washington wouldn't back down after they didn't originally offer a deal. And then yesterday, McKissick says he thought he was going to be a Buffalo, not a Bill. He said a Buffalo. But anyways, he said he thought he was going to be a Buffalo. And then his agent called him and told him otherwise. So some shady dealings, but I'm not sure. I mean, they they apparently Washington didn't offer them a contract. And then they did after they had an agreement with the Bills. McKissick's agent ends up going back to Washington. But McKissick thought he was going to be a Bill. But Duke Johnson, he a little bit of a journeyman. Uh, he was his last really decent season was in Houston. But there is a, a play, and it was third down in overtime. It was like that third and 18 play. Bills against the Texans. You know who had that first down that that game that like helped put Houston in uh, field field goal range to beat them in the playoffs? Duke Johnson. So he made a play against the Bills in the playoffs, and he can make plays out of the backfield as a pass catcher, third down back. Maybe not. Maybe doesn't have the explosiveness as McKissick because he is a little older, and he also doesn't have the receiving ability as far as route running. But I. I would say that's an upgrade over Brita. I liked Brita, but Brita Brita was like really untapped, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um he I don't know what the, he there's a situation where like sometimes you look forward to that guy playing and he gets like five plays and sometimes those plays are in inopportune positions or frankly the defense gives yeah, a good, I mean, a good play. And... I would have liked to see Breida get more touches, be a bigger part of the offense. The same I will say about TJ Yeldon. I mean but, bro, you got to go against the egos here of the general manager of the fucking, unfortunately, the draft picks rounds two and three. They get the benefit of the doubt, man. You know, yeah, but, and, I mean, and at the same time, they're in practice. And what a breed of still fumbles. And you saw a coach bench McKenzie, dude. And that was like possibly a locker room dividing move. If you were to ask me if there's going to be one thing is you bench a very consistent player over what a fuck for a whole game over one turnover. Like, holy shit, dude. Take accountability for yourself, you know? Well, that so for accountability him to... also needs to be taken because the Bills had a very good kick returner slash punt returner in, in Roberts. They decided not to bring him back and try to make McKenzie the primary return man. And McKenzie is too big of a part of the offense to be that. And I also don't think he uh, is that good of a returner to begin with. I mean, except against the Titans game, I'm not sure if you remember that game this year. He did run a kickback uh, for a touchdown. And honestly, the they called it back because there was like a block in the back, but it was honestly a really trash call. Uh, looking, I think looking at the replay, but McKenzie still 
I I wouldn't want him as the primary kick returner. I think that is a something of a need actually that uh I think the bill that maybe not enough people are talking about is is kick returner and punt returner. I think I think Duke Johnson is actually a um I'm sorry to bring it back there, but I'm looking at Pro Football Reference here and he's very I, I dude, I think he's a fucking body. He could be just a body, dude. This could be just like a cheap signing. Want to come? Hey, man, he's a good guy, because he doesn't start many games. He really doesn't. And um, I know it's just starting, and he's always splitting time. But like, yo, he gets last year. He had seventy-one rushes, four point six yards of carry. You know, three hundred thirty yards. Now, what's crazy is he did have five yards of carry one year. Well, that's on forty rushes. You know? I mean, I am perfectly okay with giving all of Moss's carries to Duke Johnson. I probably don't think they will, though. Dude, I, bro, how can we even evaluate Singletary and Moss when this offensive line has been so inconsistent? I, like, those poor problem fucking kids, is, dude. I you understand know? that, but Moss just doesn't have great vision he's he's not that fast i mean he i i don't know man i, I just say i i'm not saying i can't criticize him i'm just saying i got i mean pour the first the new england of, game he had a wide open lane to the end zone first and goal missed the hole and the bills end up losing that i mean i'll give him a chance but you know what i mean uh and that's why i'm wondering like okay there's some tradable pieces here how are we buying trayvon Diggs to play with his brother in buffalo like how are we doing that you know that's what I love to I see. I don't think First Trayvon Diggs is, is is on is on the block. I mean, but if he was, I mean, I'm I, sure I would take Moss. him. They need running backs in Dallas. I'm sure they need running backs. In yeah, Dallas. I, mean, I heard they want. Running they backs need in Dallas. running backs in Dallas because they have so much money invested in running backs that yeah. they can't even keep their own playmakers. I mean, that's why they sent away Amari Cooper because of Zeke. It's so funny. Um. And that's why I don't think the Bills are going to probably ever invest anything too much in the running back because look at the Super Bowl teams. The Rams, who was their starting running back this year? Sony Michelle was was part of that backfield. He was a former first-round pick of the Patriots, but he's not a, a high-money guy. Uh, Cam Akers was like a third-round pick. Oh, by the way, you know we didn't talk about, bro? My guy, Starla Tule, getting released. And I said from fucking day one, it was no, a you dog shit signing. That. You uh, mentioned uh, a it. One. Huh? You mentioned it earlier, but we didn't dive into it. Right. So they released Starla Tule finally. And, um, you know, I'm not saying he was a bad player because I don't know the X's and O's. I understand he had the job to keep the linebacker sleeping. My point is, is the Bills media was so on fire with ripping on, um, Marcel Darius and stuff, and I was a big Homer fan, you know, and I was still pissed and that they got rid of him because I just feel like you go through some stuff, you know, and then a marketing tells you we love you, we love you, like, what's going to happen? You're, how much are you going to care about football when you got money? Shit's going on. So when it comes to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Von Miller, that's great because we thought he was going to be a bill. He thought he was going to be a bill. I thought he was going to be a bill. You thought he would be a bill. Cause well, he's we a thought, bill now. Yeah, and now he's a bill, and dude, I am way ecstatic about that signing, like, since we last talked. I'm just like, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Once it's Monopoly money, I'm stoked. Well, the, the thing is that, and this was something the Cover 1 tweeted, that in the playoff game versus Tampa, Miller alone had 10 pressures on Brady. When the Bills played Tampa in Week 15 or whatever it was, they got two pressures from the whole defensive unit. So 
Miller alone outperformed the Bills' entire defensive line against Brady. They got a Super Bowl because of it. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. That's so funny that, like, one player is such a human wrecking ball. And I guess Peyton Manning called him the most athletic guy he's ever played with. Like, that's, I was, that's crazy. I was watching a... Eric Wood said that. I was... in Cover 1 also uh, tweeted out a, like, an old segment that uh, NFL Network filmed where Von Miller and Bruce Smith went back and were watching tape of each other and, like commenting on like each other's like different techniques like what they were what they were doing and one thing about Vaughn is Vaughn is just so good at timing the snap and getting that release and even like beating out uh that offensive lineman and that's one thing that Mario Addison could not do is time the snap or get the right release so that could just be a huge difference maker in the playoffs when you're when you're facing Mahomes and Von Von doesn't he doesn't whiff on a lot of his sacks he brings no, guys and, down and, and you don't dude it's just you gotta have the, the whole thing with this shit it's chess my favorite part about football is it's chess and when I go at it from a general manager's perspective and you've invested so much fucking money and draft picks in this defensive line and you can't hit on one Ooh, when i've I seen think... hold, let me finish let me finish i've seen leslie frazier do it in minnesota i've seen him already do that that williams wall was no joke when far was there that was not a fucking joke jared allen was a monster okay like he's done it before dude and then to come here that's why I wonder if there's a disconnect in the scouting department because the like the the contracts to production to the draft picks to production event it ain't lining up. This one has to line up. It has to line up. I think the hope is is that Miller is going to come in. He's going to get great production. He's going to help Shaq Lawson kind of have. Uh, a rejuvenated season. He's going to come back and, and maybe uh, become a key rotational piece, a, at least a good run, good on rundowns. Maybe he'll get eight sacks like for a good season from Shaq Lawson. I'm not saying he's going to get you eight sacks every year, but you know, maybe having Von Miller helps Lawson becomes more productive. And then maybe it, it helps Rousseau develop more. It helps Basham. It helps Epinesa. The, the Bills I, have they, so much you know, equity. Really graphics on they have a lot of equity i think that uh if they wanted to ship off a young guy be like yo go get a fresh the start problem is though how how much are you getting back from boogie basham or aj epineza based off of their production last year you're getting peanuts back honestly like they need to ride it out with those guys because I don't think you're getting a whole lot for AJ Epineza if if you trade him right now. I, I, mean, dude, I really this is don't. Such, I mean, how many sacks does he have in his his first two seasons? I think everything exactly everything we, everything we talked about every year has been for me the defensive line resources. And I'm looking at the old line, like, dude, you're releasing people that are fucking good. They're like pro bowlers after you release them, and um, you know, it's just confusing. But Ben, as two you and come, a half sacks combined for Epineza's first two seasons. That was their top draft pick in 2020 because they traded their first rounder for Stefan Diggs. That's what I'm saying. Is there, how is there that much of a disconnect with their scouting department? He can't produce. Hold on. Trent Trent Murphy, scouting department, pro personnel. 
can't produce. Why, Ben? What was the role that they even brought up in as in fours? Like, what were they expecting out of him if he's just going to, you know, be a rotational player right off the bench the first two years? I mean, they use a high draft pick. You know who they could have gotten? Don't even go draft. through the list, Ben. Don't if, go through the okay, list. No, no, no. If they didn't draft Epineza and they didn't take Moss, you know who was available? Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> And let's just talk about the Bills scouting department. It's like, That's imagine saying, Jonathan bro. Taylor with Josh Allen. It's like, it's like, Epin, why are we using top draft picks on players that are rotational players? It's like, we need these guys to be high value impact starters. And then you got and Basham you at, riding the bench you, in the in the season. You know what I mean? He's not even active for some games. And then you get like, oh, it's like, so wait a second. You not only draft Basham. I mean, after exactly. having Obata. And then you look at look at the other, you know, day two draft picks from this regime. I mean, Knox, he finally turned out, but he was a bust uh up until this season. I mean No, 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 no. Knox was not a bust, dude. Knox was not a bust. I mean, no he didn't li- he I mean, look at his dude, production. He, he yo, couldn't you could hold on to the ball. Okay, ben. hear me out. I'm not saying Knox with a bust, but he wasn't what he was this season. He struggled with drops. He didn't have great production. He wasn't a serious threat as a tight end, you know, drafted in the third round. He's, he he, he struggled now. with he struggled with drops, but he you is knew. now. But you. but what I'm saying is outside of Knox, you have Cody Ford, Boogie Basham, AJ Epineza. I think those are the rest of the day two draft picks from Bean. Zach Moss. Well, am I missing any? We'll we'll go. How about this? Next show we do, or maybe we can do this with Kevin. We should just do a a a bean season by season draft review, um, because I think it would make a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, there's just the thing with football man is we're just once I I woke up years back to how the system works of just like all right they have X amount of OTAs which is off season workout stuff, okay, which are technically quote unquote optional. But if you don't go, you don't play favorites with the coach. So unless you're a super, super, superstar. And those are important because that's your chalkboard days. Those are your whatever. But then they have a bunch of fuckery using where you can't put on pads or whatever. And same with camp for the most part. And there's really not that much practice time. So when you get these players and they're and you have a Super Bowl hungry team here, um, there has to be some moves with that second round, third round pick, whatever, where if you got being these these scouting departments uh you know you, you got these guys that scout other teams or players that shake up i think the d line could have been looked at you know and and it's like i think it's a no-brainer to trade for players i mean I, again i'm still for brandon bean it's my favorite offseason but the truth is and i'll leave you with this one it's easier to get players how they have through trading and just signing a free agent, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Then is mean, to develop them, and they don't develop players. And like we were saying with Knox, we at least knew Knox had it, you know. And Knox came from a pass heavy offense, so he understood. Is the thing that. is that the same thing with uh, Ford though? Do you think Ford can develop with Cromer? I don't think Ford has had good coaching from the jump, as I'm saying. We, st- I still think because if- yo yo every every offensive lineman. Went downhill when McDermott took over year one. Okay, and and, and, and Dawkins had an awesome year, you know. But like, dude, think about this again. Eric Wood on the Shout Podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, with Matt Perino, 
and Ryan Talbot. There it is, Matt Perino. Matt Perino talks. I was going to say Matt Perino. Yep, yep. And, bro, check it out. You should check it out. You would love it. I, I, I don't. It was such a good podcast that, like, I listen to these podcasts because it's what I do at work. I stare at walls and code them and fucking. And now there's so many. And I'm like, man, I just. Why do I want to talk about this? You know, it's just. I don't feel like I'm providing value more than just being a human being that is piecing together systems and no 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 but i mean you, know, you still you still had it with cromer i mean how many other people had that with cromer and we look at it how many years later now they're bringing back cromer and the bills are talking or not the bills but you know we're talking about it and it's on bill's podcast now talking about cromer and this is something you said you know three four years oh ago God, on years, a bill's bro podcast that we should have kept Cromer so yeah we'll, we'll have to do that man because what I would love to do is some nice player exposés some really nice we have a long off season um, especially on Von Miller you know what's he up to What's how is he as a person what's the community think you know um, dude I, I really and I want to do a tribute piece to Cole Beasley because I personally really appreciated him because uh, you know it's been a, it's been a tough couple of years and a lot of people have turned on me frankly but mm-hmm. other people we've repaired a relationship and it's been good but um i'm not down for abuse anymore with, with amongst our friends and family you know and i feel like cole beasley put himself out there and and i appreciate that so um ben where can we find you on twitter and instagram uh, Twitter it is going to be my first and last name, uh, Ben Gramado. And my Instagram is uh, Ben underscore Gramado. Sick. Um, I'm your host, David Palermo, on this one. Find me, David J. Palermo, on the IG and Twitter first. Uh, numb Bills fan for your Bills stuff. And, again, great follows out there. So check them all out. You know, If you don't follow Cover 1 and see their deep dives, go into it. Um, this is my favorite time of the year, frankly. Yeah, I, 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 I draft love the transition is, is upon us, and yeah, this next month is probably going to be not as crazy as as free agency. But looking at the moves that that other teams have made, it's kind of like the Bills kind of got to counter and and match that. But I think I'm excited about Hill leaving. Uh, the Chiefs, I'm not excited about him playing on Miami personally, but what I am excited about is he doesn't have anyone to throw him the ball. Just think of how different of a you know a situation it would be in Miami if they had drafted Herbert, though, and Herbert would have all those weapons down in Miami. But thankfully, Tua can't throw the deep ball. Well, I know we weren't going to talk longer, but we saw Tua in person. I want to bring this up, and we blowed over it. I blowed over it if you're talking about it, and – um, I did see something about Tua having a hip injury, and then you watch it towards the end of the year. He he threw it zip. So, hey, it is what it is. So Ben, we'll go we'll go deeper next time. Yeah, can no, no, yeah, can I go to work. You can go to work. I gotta go to work too. All right, bro. You have a good day, man. All right, thank you, you. Too, bro. And guys, everybody, subscribe. Tell your friends you like it. You have any topics? Please hit up up on Instagram, Twitter, whatever the fuck, and tell your friends and family. Toodaloo. But I don't even know how to turn this off, dude. This is sweet. This is this is what it's like all about. It's all about not knowing anything. Yeah, you can subscribe everywhere. Thanks. <laughs>